Calling all Lasso and Leadership fans, join us on a journey to a better, kinder, and more compelling way to lead. We're going to take you on a journey through the hit television series, Ted Lasso, and explore what leadership lessons exist. And believe us, there are tons. Spoiler alert, we will assume that each of you has watched the episode that we're tackling. And if you haven't, then maybe it's worth going back to or checking out our TikTok channel because it picks up some of the highlights on there. We're aiming for about 15 minutes in the podcast so you can enjoy this while you're driving to work or doing the dishes. Anyways, or, that's enough of an intro. Over to you, Garth. Yeah, or, or walking your dog. Thanks for joining us, everybody. So I'm Garth Nichols. Uh, I teach at Haverhill College in Toronto, Ontario, uh, governed by Treaty 13. I'm an educational leader. I sit at our leadership team, uh, but I still, I still teach. And in fact, Jason, right after this podcast, I'm going to coach my basketball team. So I love to teach and coach. Still involved. What about you, Jason? You got it. I'm Jason Rogers. I'm head of school here at Rundle. I get to teach a little bit. I do some leadership seminars around here. Um, but simply for the purposes of this podcast, I'm a Ted Lasso enthusiast. I'm so excited to share this love of Ted, which I know so many of you have, and we keep on hearing from folks about that, and sharing my passion for leadership uh, with anybody who's willing to listen. Nice. So we put this podcast together to really nerd out about the series Ted Lasso and leadership, and we're going to have fun pulling out some leadership lessons that may be unnoticed, underappreciated, and ones that we think are just really fun. So basically, we've created a public Ted Lasso fan club, book club, global conversation, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so Garth, you know, over the course of this podcast, I've stuck with my guy, uh, yeah. you know, Roy Kent as my favorite yeah. character. And you've been, uh, you've been dabbling a little bit, exploring other characters who, who are you on to this week? Where, where are you at? Uh, shout out to Taylor Armstrong. He uh, gave us some feedback and he's like, I can't believe you're not a Trent Krim fan from the independent. Uh, right. So I'm just realizing, you know, and, and for this episode, he won me over. He is the de facto narrator of this whole series. He's the one who is reluctantly explaining to all of us that this sort of bumbling, seemingly naive, seemingly ignorant man is who the team, who the community actually needs, whether they want him or not. And the end of the episode is beautiful. You know, it's him, uh, it's Trent narrating uh, his article. And that's, that is an example of his discernment, his insight into the impact that Ted will eventually, eventually have. But you're still a Roy Kent guy, eh? All the way. I, I don't know if I'll... It'll be interesting over the course of these episodes whether I pull off of him, but I, I truly love Roy. And in this instance, we start to see him develop his own leadership. You know, and I think it's important for us to see ourselves and other characters and leaders to, you know, point counterpoint as to how, how we're behaving in the world. And sometimes I see myself in Roy, frankly. And I think, you know, a prime example of Roy developing his leadership is when he complains to Ted about Jamie's bullying of Nate. Ted, on the other hand, is, you know, the wise steward of leadership, turns back to him and encourages him to step up and lead. I, I think in these moments, if you'll remember them, Roy is thinking about leadership differently. He's stepping back and wondering exactly how he's going to do this. And I think he, you know, he dabbles, let us say, uh, throughout, you know, from physical violence to words of aggression to getting to the heart of leadership and getting to the heart of others. And I think we can sometimes, aside from physical violence bit, um, can see ourselves move through those levels of leadership as well. So mm. ultimately, you know, I think the leadership his leadership development is what I admire most and the fact that he's open to it. Um, yeah, you know, I think, Ted really, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I think, you know, what you're capturing is that there is this uh, machismo involved in sports, particularly, and, and that this show deals with that. And you see, uh, Roy, and I also think you see Jamie struggling to figure out 
how do you counterbalance that machismo, that ma toxic masculinity, those approaches? Yes. Yes. What What's a model that you, they can look to and eventually becomes Ted? Yep. Yeah. And I think, you know, back to that, like Ted says, you know, in an interaction with Roy, he says, you know, or after an interaction with Roy, he goes back to Coach Beard and he says something I think is really profound. He says the first domino needs to fall inside his heart. And I mm. think today's episode is really about the heart of leadership and how, how do we balance the brain and the heart and which comes first in leadership. So as we explore this episode a little further, I think that's what our listeners uh, can look forward to. Yeah. And we, we do hope this whole series will be applicable in and beyond the educational sector. Like we live there, but uh, we think that the, that this is applicable beyond it. But we also want to hear what you have to say too. So I have some more feedback from episode, uh, episode our last All episode, right. which was called Food Fight. It's from a close friend and colleague from Royal Roads University that I was uh, doing a course with named Jennifer. And she wrote to tell me her thoughts on Food Fight from episode two. And she spoke, oh, about, the power, and she spoke about the power of, of food. But she noticed, she said, the candy jar slash treat jar in my office often draws people in, creates little moments for these connections. And I would just add, too, that these moments over time add up and help to form not only not only form, but actually like shape culture. Those tiny moments of interaction, they can be the excuse to come in and let, let you know how your day is going and stuff like that. So I've learned, Jennifer, I've learned a lot of, a lot of things about leadership from Jennifer, like basically like empathy, seeing different perspectives. She's just a better human. So I'm stoked that she's listening in and giving us feedback too. Is your mom oh, still listening? Are, yeah. Well, from my perspective, my mom's still listening. She still thinks today because is way funnier than I am, even though we share the first name. Uh, my dad, I asked him to listen. And this is a true story. He said to me, this is a direct quote. Uh, he said, uh, the young woman's perspective was really nice on your podcast. Um, so congratulations, Garth, on that. Um, but all go. joking aside, I, there's another <laughs> podcast that I was on, and I think he listened to that one. Then I turned him back to this one. He said that was actually pretty impressive. So that was really nice. But the best feedback uh, I received all week was from a friend of mine who I worked with a long time ago. And she said that she's having a difficult year this year and she stepped into a new leadership role and a new leadership team and they've been through ups and downs and she said you know it's you know the podcast is hopeful and i really mm. do need that and i think at mm. the end of the day we do need to you know step back from our leadership have a little bit of fun be hopeful about yeah. the journey because it's not always easy and to think that you know we can provide a little bit of that to some of our listeners would is enough like that's enough to keep going so thanks mom for listening thanks dad and thanks to listeners who continue to provide us with feedback and critical critical commentary uh let's keep that coming and and uh, i just want to say you know while i can say it on spotify we're five out of five that's what hey, our oh. rating is and that that puts us 0.3 above my all-time podcasting hero malcolm gladwell so all right you know, watch out pushkin industries you've got uh, you've got a contender here uh <laughs> you got garth and jason on your tail so yeah uh, let's get so right can... into Go ahead. I was just yeah. saying, you can you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on TikTok too. So keep that in mind. But yes, last episode we talked about food, and I thought I would quick share. I actually brought together two of my teams. We ordered in some food and we did some actual culture work, which was so much fun. And we're reaping the, we're already reaping the the benefits from it. What'd you order? Chipotle's. And we don't do <laughs> we don't do ad reads on this podcast, and we're not sponsored. But I mean, how great yeah, would that be? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what yeah. about you, Jason? Anything, anything for food coming up for you? 
Um, you know, absolutely. I think since reporting, recording the last episode, you know, I've been thinking about how we connect over food and I found myself in the lunchrooms a little bit more often sitting, connecting with staff. And I think it's that, you know, I'd say like a shoulders down moment when you're just breaking bread with people who are around you and you hear things and learn things that you wouldn't otherwise hear and learn just in everyday meetings. So my leadership journey has really, you know, taking me back to the staff rooms of, of our schools and just spending casual time in them and, and sharing food during those times. But um, maybe that's enough about food. Maybe we should move on. Let's get into episode three, three Garth. Uh, yeah. What came up for you in this, in was, this episode? This is a, this is a big one. I think this yep. is one of the watershed Huge. moments here. It's an episode where we get introduced to what will eventually become the lasso way. And I think there's two moments that really work well together. So at the 18 minute mark, Ted is in his office talking to Trent Grimm from the independent who is mm -hmm. following him around for the day to write a news article. He, uh, he and he described Ted in a sort of moment of, um, I don't know, frustration. He describes Trent as a Roomba, one of them robot vacuums. Well, what's the connection? Cause you're wandering around here looking for garbage. And Trent says, I do have a question because after your resounding loss to Crystal Palace, you held a party in the, in the athlete's locker room. Do you think it's appropriate? Right. And Ted responds, he says, I've never concerned myself too much with wins and losses. And I think that is huge, absolutely huge. And then invites Trent Krim to join him to meet with school kids. And Trent you know, says, oh, isn't that convenient? Isn't that yeah. a coincidence? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's got a great comment about coincidence. But I think for me, that's one of them. Uh, did that grab you as well? Oh, I mean, it's right back to Drucker. Drucker always says culture comes first. And I know Ted yeah. believes that results will follow, right? So culture comes first. And that's what Ted's saying in that moment. And I absolutely love, love the moments at the school. I think, you know, in our leadership, sometimes symbolically, we have to think about where we'll be seen and how we'll be seen. Because I think it sets direction for the entire community. And in these moments, it's clear, crystal clear, that Ted wants to be seen as a good-hearted community builder and a good sport overall. And you see that throughout that scene, and, and you really believe that's where his heart is. And so anyways, and speaking of being seen, another place, Garth, was uh, in the restaurant. I think, yeah. you know, you see him being seen in the, in the restaurant by who was previously a cab driver of his, who's now waiting at the family restaurant. Um, what was your read on that scene? Yeah. So the show does a great job of callbacks. So the owner of the restaurant was the same person who picked him up at the airport. Uh, just yeah. a great moment there. And he remembers his name, all those little moments, right? I think that's huge. So at the 26 mark in the episode, he and Trent are in this Indian restaurant. And then Trent goes back to that first question. Uh, you know, all the losses, hosting the party. And Trent mm -hmm. says, what you are doing is irresponsible. This club actually means something to this town. And they're referencing, you know, a previous episode and, and stuff like that. And, and he responds to Ted, or Ted responds to him by saying, what do you love? Mm -hmm. You know, success mm -hmm. is not about the wins and losses. Mm -hmm. It's about helping these young fellas be the best version of themselves on and off the field. And it ain't always easy but neither is growing up without someone believing in you. And that references last episode. We talked about the infinite game. I mean, Trent, mm -hmm. the whole fans, supporters, they're just looking for wins. And yep. he is playing chess. Everyone else is playing checkers, right? That yep. idea that he sees the long game. He sees that the way to get to, these, to the actual winning is different than what's on the scoreboard. And I just love that. So yeah. I think there's I mean, a how moment do measure... there with... Oh, there's a moment with Trent, though, when he says, what do you love? 
and he brings it right back to Trent. You know, and yeah. Trent's thinking about, I think he says, I love writing or I love journalism. I can't remember the exact quote, but all of a sudden we're right back to the heart in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And this pulls in, it pulls in so many of these leadership lessons. I think the biggest one is connecting. And again, the biggest thing that uh, he does whenever he's under fire, whenever Ted Lasso is under fire, he goes back to the why. This is why mm -hmm. I'm doing it. And he never wavers from it, which I think sometimes he does, you know, later on in the show, mm -hmm. but we'll get to that yeah. later on in the series. But, uh, you know, in life, we are players of this, usually players like this finite game where we are, um, where we're just trying to get the wins in sports or performing arts, maybe even our current career, what's our next step. But we're mm -hmm. also involved in many infinite games, like parenting mm -hmm. as our life's mm -hmm. work, our passion projects, mm -hmm. volunteering, friendships. And Jason, even this podcast, like you and I love talking about leadership and this yeah. becomes something that hopefully people are taking up and, and that spreads a little bit more. People start talking about more of these issues and start building it into their, into their practice. <clears throat> But I've been going. On, I've been going on about this these, these two scenes. So what did what jumped out for you from episode three? Well, speaking of books, and by the way, Cynic and Infinite Gamer are must must reads uh, across the board, as well as uh, Eaters. Sorry, Leaders Eat Last, absolutely fantastic mm. book on leadership. But uh, as you may know, I'm a bit of an avid reader. And one thing that I connected to in this episode is that Ted gives each player a unique book. Now. Um, he's stealing a page from Chicago Bulls coach, Phil Jackson. He's absolutely yeah. famous for doing this. And again, similar to the totems we spoke about in episode one, even if these books are not read or fully understood, their personal gestures that create a metaphorical connection between the leader, the individual, and the vision that the group is attempting to achieve. I just, I can't say enough about this approach. I absolutely love it. That finally, moment went, that yeah. moment went Roy's in bed reading. What's the book that he gives to? I forget what it is. Wrinkle in Time. It's amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he goes sitting next to his niece, and then he just gives that long swear word, right? Oh, like he the, so, the penny drops for him, which is again one of these watershed moments. He's getting to the heart of Roy Kent. Oh, you might be oh, winning man. me over with Roy Kent. You might be winning me over here. Oh, Roy Kent, he's the best. And finally, <laughs> for me, it comes back to dinner with Trent. You know, Trent ends the conversation by saying. You know, I really enjoyed, or Ted says, I really enjoyed spending this time with you, Trent. And there's this pause and Trent responds, you actually mean that. And guess what? In that moment, Ted has reached straight into Trent's heart and that's going to give him access to Trent's mind, you know, and, and I think that's what true leadership is, which, you know, brings me to the new title for this episode, like we've been doing all along and it'd be the yeah. title of this uh, podcast, but I think you know, changing hearts and headlines is, is really the point. And if we can get to the heart Ooh. of leadership, I think, you know, we will change the headline, we'll change the narrative, we'll change a culture, we'll have these wins that allow us to, um, you know, achieve whatever visionary goals we hope, hope to get to. But unless you start with the heart, you don't have a, you don't have a hope. Changing heart, hearts and headlines. That's, that's amazing. It's beautiful. You know, we'd also leave people with a leadership challenge. So this leadership Indeed. challenge for this week, think about someone who is close to you. Think about an important um, vision that you want to share. Find a book that would resonate with them and that vision. And then give it to them with a little note. You know, try and capture their heart just the way that Ted Lasso did. Find a book. It doesn't have to be long either. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then hand it over. 
little note. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to hear what you've learned from episode three, too. A reminder that if you like what you've heard here, rate the podcast, share it with your friends, follow us on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, but also take a look at TikTok and take a look at Instagram, too. And if we're ever going to get Sudeikis here on the show, I think we've got 22 episodes left for Jason's prediction. Uh, we're going to need your support. So until next time, keep leading the lasso way. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody.